I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Brian, Brian, Brian. We, we're getting dangerously close to our 100th episode. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we actually, we need to coordinate that. I think what would be a great idea is to have the girls come on and record a podcast with us and and uh, give a little insight behind the scenes as the, you know what goes into 100 episodes of uh, making a podcast. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like Julia would be petrified to be behind a microphone. Yeah, I mean, we listen, we, we're not going to put them up for the whole episode. We're going to, you know, we'll, we'll bring them in for 10 to 15, 20 minutes. They'll, they'll okay. you know, they'll get a little bit comfortable with, with being behind the mic. We're not trying to scare anyone here, but. Um, what no. if they just, what if they just run away with it? What if they just like steal the show and now it's, it's wife, I, wives in the rough. Yeah, I just don't personally see it. Um, no, me neither. But, uh, you know, getting a little bit exposure, I think uh, I think it would be good for the pod to know a little bit more, you know, inside the ropes, if you will, about the about the boys and the, and the podcast, the making of life in the rough. Yeah, they're probably both going to say horrible things about us, but I think it would be entertaining nonetheless. I think so, too. I don't, I don't think that's a terrible idea at all. We'll put that uh, we'll workshop that. But I mean, we're close. I mean, I think this is this is either 95 or 96, if I 90, remember correct. Yeah, 96. So we're, we're coming up there. We're, uh, we're we're cruising along. We've got a couple more tournaments coming up. So we'll yep. be able to, you know, we're going to have some great content there. Um, and then we will. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff working on in the offseason. So a lot is coming up. Very excited about that. But uh, before we get into it, uh, Kev, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I, I actually got to play a lot of golf. I met some of my buddies from, uh, from high school, uh, on Saturday, we met to play some golf out near the Springfield area, Crestview country club, which Nate Lachance had recommended to you and I, when we were playing at Tacoa. I had never even heard of this place before, but it was a cool, really, really cool track. Dude, um, awesome. I barely listen when he speaks. So the fact that you remember <laughs> The, the golf course that he recommended, I mean, goes above and beyond. Nate, kidding, obviously. Um, yeah. But that's great. Uh, yeah. So I played there. And then Sunday I played at like early like 630 in the morning. Um, another new course on the year. I went to Saratoga Spa State Park, which is like 30 minutes up the highway from me. Played there last year and I've been wanting to get back because it's a really cool course. I played like shit, but at least I got out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played there and then I had a, a little scramble on Monday for uh, it was like a work thing me two of the guys from work and one of the guys clients so um but how about you what what uh how was your week yeah no it was good we uh we got charlotte baptized um no Sunday. way yeah i didn't know that oh yeah it was uh well we didn't invite a lot of friends because like real like who wants to go to that shit like it it's not like is the same as actually no maybe i would compare it a little bit similar but not as closely related to like a child's birthday party like you don't have kids so i'm not gonna invite you to a kid's birthday party with a bunch of one two-year-olds or infants thank you just for you to then feel bad to be like well i don't want to fucking go to this no of (laughs) course you don't i don't want to go and i have a kid but it makes it it's different when your friends have kids so it just makes it a lot easier to invite them to shit like that but if you don't have a kid no like that that's the word like who would want to go right no Um, i i i i agree and appreciate that mindset that you have there because some people because that's the thing it's like when you're the person without kids and you do get that invite then you're like well this is kind of a pivotal moment for these people and they're gonna 
you're going to feel like the asshole for not attending. You know what I mean? Right. No. And uh, it's, it's definitely a slippery slope on both ends. I mean, then going one step further, it being the fact that it was a baptism. All right. So now we're bringing religion into it. Like we don't even go fucking go to church. Like don't tell the church that, but like, Charlotte, you got baptized. Good luck next time we see a church, funeral or a wedding, guaranteed. May God, may uh, God bless you. No, I, I, well, I don't know if I really mean that. We might mean that, but it's just I'm not going to invite people that aren't religious to a religious function. Like, I, I don't know. That's so like valid. one, one step further there. So it was definitely just like a, a family affair. I mean, I've got a decent sized family. I mean, at the the lunch we had after, there was 35 people at the restaurant. So I mean. Like, I mean, there had to have been at least 10 Johns. Th- yes. Yeah. Um, well, my dad, yeah, my dad's family doesn't mind skipping out church on church, uh, church funds. <laughs> it's fine. Like they, yeah. they own it and uh, no cards in the mail. Um, but no, so the baptism was great. Um, and uh, I also played in a, um, a golf tournament through work um, over at the golf club of Avon. Very nice course. Very tricky. The greens were tough. Um played with a bunch of guys from travelers. That was fun. Um, and, uh, was also able to get out for, for nine holes at Sterling farms with Jack. Um, now I saw that and I was, so we've got to talk. Well, we, yeah, it does time and place don't matter. But the thing about this round is, is me and Jack thought we were getting cute. We were like, listen, we could just got a couple hours while we just get out and play nine real quick. Um, it probably yeah. took you, you probably spent more time in the car than you did on the course. Well, yeah, but I mean, Jack's a great guy. He drives up to see me all the time too. So, you know, That's not, that, not that big of a deal. Um, but we got paired up with a guy, a great guy. Uh, his name was Chen. Um, the problem with Chen is he was slow as fuck. Uh, zero pop. Yeah. He, uh, I'll be posting this video um, tomorrow, uh, Friday when, uh, for, for everybody to see. Um, I took a video. It, it easily took him four seconds. I hope I have enough time putting up a reel and I don't get cut off. It took yeah. him like four seconds to put the tee in the ground. Another like six seconds to address the ball. And then like 32 seconds of waggles before the shot. I believe the total video is 43 seconds. Um, I'm very upset about this. Um, for one swing. Yeah. So that was the tee shot. So the tee shot did require a little bit more time from him because he had to put the tee in the ground. Um, every other shot still was ridiculously long. It took a long, long time. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, no, it was, it, it, it was pretty wild to see. And it really, I was so shocked because like in the video I, I took, um, he's hitting a three wood and I'm like, and then like five holes later, the guy finally pulls out a driver. And I was just thinking to myself, like, you take that long over the ball and we're not even swinging the big stick here. My right. guy, my guy, come on. Listen, you could be worse a lot quicker and you weren't getting better in that amount of time. So I don't know. Shake it up. Maybe you'd be better if you move faster because it sounds like you got a lot of thinking going on over there. Maybe you just need to think less, swing more. You know, that's what I say. There were a couple things. See, I don't want to I don't want to get on this guy too bad because he was a very friendly guy. But there were just some things on the golf course that he did that really just slowed down his pace of play. The man has a push cart. Why would (laughs) he's pulling it? Yes, he pulls it that that, that, he he pulls his push cart Um, and. 
I mean, completely not using the front wheel. You've just made it a pull cart. And pull carts are stupid. And that's why they stopped making them after like 1977 at, at Bushwick Country Club. Like it. Right. That's why like all the places that rent you the pull carts, if you've noticed, none of them have, have been carts. made in the last 20 years. Right. And now they have push carts. Like, yeah. So the guy was the, the guy was pulling a pusher. Um he was doing a lot of waggling um, and I, just slowing down your day, just really slowing it down. I mean, the guy was, he, he acted like a golfer though. He had the, the, the K tape going up his leg and uh, you know, he was all, he, he was all dude, ready to go. That kind of similar situation happened to me when I was on Sunday playing at Saratoga spot. So I just signed up as a single, I was paired up with a twosome, and another single. So it was me. The twosome were these two kids that were seniors at the college up in Saratoga. Um, I'm asking them. One of the kid tells me he's probably played four or five times this year. The other kid tells me it's his first time playing in like two years. The kid who hasn't played in two years is just, like he just had like no confidence on the golf course. So it's like when it was his turn. We would all be like kind of standing around waiting and he would just be looking around. like it got to the point like I had to like tell him like go ahead like it's your turn kind of thing like oh, I think oh. he was just like kind of like not wanting to Wait, I think oh. he was so worried about like hitting when somebody else was supposed to hit or I think he was worried about like the etiquette aspect of it because like dude like it's your turn just hit like you don't need to like look around and like everything slowed down and then the other guy was another single super interesting guy I I uh, actually ended up hanging out afterwards and had a drink with him at the bar but he was like this 45 year old guy him and his wife are professional horse show jumpers and that same night down the road there's like a concert venue in the state park and there was like a willie nelson avid brothers like a big concert going on there and he was talking to the two like high college kids about it and he's like what do you guys think you think that's like a uh a marijuana like an edible or like a mushroom type show he's like i might do both i have some molly too i might just do all three and I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, what is going on here? Um, but like, I don't know. I, I like he, he ended up, he was a wick. This is on like the second hole, too, by the way. So I'm like, what what's happening here? It's like at 7:30 in the morning, this guy's talking about doing hard drugs at 45 years old. I'm not sure what's happening. Um, but overall, like he was he was a wicked nice guy. Like him and I stayed after, like we had a drink together or whatever. Um, but he was just it it was a trip, man. It was so funny. He said that, and I was like, I don't know what to think about you right now, sir. Dude, that's that's wild. I so that happened to me this summer. I got paired up with somebody and they were like, it was like the second hole, and on the green, they were like, Oh yeah. I, I took some mushrooms before I we teed off, and I was like, Yeah, like. Yo, is he for real? Is this is this yeah. like oh my <laughs> oh my I mean don't get me wrong, I'm sure he's a nice guy, and the guy I was playing with was a great guy. Um ah, that's just a lot. I mean I I mean a lot to unpack, like for people you met 15 minutes ago, like on like the second hole. And it was actually funny because like in the same breath, he told me he told us that like he took an edible before he came to the course. And then two holes later, he hit a really bad shot, and he just goes, "Fuck, I'm wicked high." <laughs> oh, geez. dude, it, the guy had me cracking up, dude. It was so funny. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that is that is a lot to unpack. Um, that's for sure. Um, so the tournament I was in, 
uh there wasn't anything uh anything as ridiculous as that it was slow um you know we weren't we were not in a b group we were just a so or we were just a group so there was only one foursome on our hole but it appeared there were two foursomes on every other hole oh it was just real slow. Everyone in our group had pop. So we were just constantly waiting on guys that, you, you know, in a scramble, let's call the hole. We'll say it's a 500 yard par five. The, their best ball is like 230 off the tee. And it takes them eight minutes to identify all the balls in the rough rescue all over the place. Yeah. And then they're waiting for the green to clear. And you're just looking at them like, no. With less, with more club, you guys were short by about 50 yards, but 80 yards. What are we doing here? And, but, you know, it's, it's for charity. You know, everyone's out here to have a good time. It's tough. It's definitely, um, it's tough. You know, and you don't want to be that guy to say something, but, um, were you playing with people? I think you said it was a traveler's tournament, correct? Were you playing with people from, Traveler, like from your a couple, a couple your people from travelers, fight. and then another vendor of theirs. Um, for oh, okay, different sources. Um, okay. and uh, you know, sometimes the pace of play can just be tough, but like, I don't need generic excuses. Like, this is a pet peeve of mine out on the golf course when you know you watch something like you can see the guys in front of you. Like, it's not like there's this big mystery of like, there's a black curtain and you have no idea what is going on outside of your hole. Right. You can see the guys and or ladies and how they're doing. Um, so I don't need the, it's going to be a slow one out here today. The group in front of us is really, so, and you're just like, dude, don't, <laughs> don't bullshit me. All right. I have a podcast. Yeah. So, Jack and I are playing and we end up on like this. I think it's the, yeah, already on the second hole. Jack birdies the first hole, almost drives the green. Like literally wow, okay. he putted his second shot. It was a horrible yeah. putt, but he got it close enough for a birdie. Okay. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It was a good putt. Um, we get to the next hole and we proceed to, and Jack is known at this golf course. Like he, he won the first place for the men's club for his flight this year. Like he's certainly someone that like when we were walking around, everyone was like, Oh, hi Jack. Hi Jack. And I was yeah. just like, damn. The mayor, if the podcast was here, like we'd be right. Woof. But anyways, um, turns around. So we watched this kid pipe two balls in a row into the woods. I mean, not, no chance. Like the kid were, you're playing with. Nope. Group in front of us. Oh, oh okay. Um, like no, no chance at all that these even hit a tree and could have bounced back. Like these balls were so dead out of bounds left off the property. Yeah. It's not even a question. Kids walking off the tee box. He looks to Jack and says, you guys might be slowed up a little bit today. You know, the group in front of us really can't get off the tee. <laughs> and, like we, we, I, we let him walk and I looked at Jack and I'm like, Jack, like, first of all, we just watched this kid pipe two in the woods. Second of all, the group in front of them isn't on this hole. We can already see them. They're gone. They, they, right. They're not holding anybody up. Maybe on a par three, they, they, there's a little back up there. But And Jack says, 
Not to mention, he just put two into the woods. I don't think the people in front of them are going to be what's slowing us down. Uh, You know, what's going to be slowing us down is the people in front of us that can't keep up with the people in front of them. Right. Um, Exactly. Don't. Don't uh, don't try to use generic golf terms out on the golf course when you do some ridiculous shit like top one into the woods, put one into the lake. That's a 45 degree angle to you. That's a hosel for sure. And then make excuses as to like why you're not playing quicker. Like, yeah, Jack, I really apologize. I would have pounded those two balls in the woods about three minutes earlier if, uh, you know, that group in front of us would have kept moving. No, it's yeah. not. It's not how it's going. So. Don't make excuses on the first hole either, because like you don't know what the pace of play is going to be at that point. You know, (laughs) no, I was very nervous for the pace of play once we got to the second tee box. But uh, you you can't start doing that on on the first hole. I mean, two years ago today, essentially reminded me on my time hop today, my Snapchat. You fucking get a hole in one. That round started off horrible for you. I mean, yeah. You don't start with a quad and then just like, no, nah, I've got this. This is my day. I mean, you have to like, that's the way you have to turn it around. But yeah, I don't know. Just don't give me that. But like, I feel like that type of person is also going to like, tell me their handicap. Like right. I fucking believe them or care. Like, or like you yeah. ask them how they played. They tell you exactly what they shot or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, How'd you play today? Well, you know, I'm an eight, but you know, it was a tough 93 today. Oh, oh, yeah. really? oh. oh okay. That's very interesting. Very I would, interesting. Um, I would love to observe you uh, golfing uh, sometime yeah. um, with a microphone because I smell some bullshit. Eh, I shot 92 the other day. It happens, but it I'm does. just saying that, like, <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying though. It, it just seems so, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm a 10 5 and I feel like the last couple times i've actually i feel like i've done been doing nothing but playing scrambles but even when i'm out there i feel like i'm shooting like 86 like i'm like an 86 isn't a fucking bad score but i'm not gonna tell people i'm a 10-5 like if they're right. like how would he ask yeah how'd you shoot today eh, i could have done better right that's always the answer too no matter how good you play yeah, i could have played better yeah but then if i find out you shot a 73 i'm gonna be i'm gonna punch you in the throat it, right in Adam's apple, like yeah, like a Star Trek, like V, right into your apple. Oh yeah, because I don't want to like kill you, but I want you to like, <coughs> like seriously, um, make you uncomfortable. Speaking of uncomfortable, Tim Plunges reached out after last week's episode. He was in Utah when we were talking about the Mormons out in Utah. No way. World. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, it's definitely uh." They're not out there fucking everybody. You know, it's definitely a small part. And I'm like, okay, all right. The Mormons are a lot tighter knit community than we think. Um, very, very much so. I did see a, a thing on Instagram. It was like Mormon moms. And I didn't like understand it. And it was just like, it looked like the same girl, like rotating it. It wasn't, it was like 20 different like girls, but I don't, I didn't get the inside joke, but clearly my phone was listening to me talking about Mormons because right away next time i log on instagram it was like moms of tick mormons of tiktok and i'm like not even on oh TikTok. dude you know what i think i've seen maybe not in the last week but i've definitely seen some of those videos too i i like seeing the videos of the people that have like or like the former amish people 
or like when you see people that used to be part of like these like kind of like subcultures of the country that are no longer part of it and like they know what it's like to be more of like a quote-unquote normal person and then they talk about the shit that they did in their prior life well yeah i've seen those about like cults and shit like that i haven't seen any as down to earth as like amish i would love to see that just because like like oh no electricity are you fucking kidding me like you can't do that like you live a very sheltered life in that culture yeah like what do you guys not get mail uh right like um i've got how do you pay your taxes i you know there's a lot i need to look into this um honestly like maybe it's maybe we want to be amish maybe we're maybe you could benefit from that no electricity like, yeah, that wouldn't be good, actually. I don't even know if they have running water. No, they probably have running water. But how can you just, like, live like that? It, like, I've always thought, like, it's not like we could go backwards and all of a sudden we don't have internet anymore. Like, we've right. already fu- fully integrated the internet into our society. Like, how can you go backwards? And these people just, like, paused fucking time. They were like... Yeah, like, how do they not see, like, somebody drive by in a car and be like, oh, I, that would be great. You know, <laughs> there's like, yeah. nope, don't want it. Those wheels aren't made out of wood. Yeah, oh. like it makes no sense. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But hey, not my, I guess not my battle to fight. Yeah, you're right. We'll, I, we'll get some more information on this before we address yeah. further. Um, back to golf, though. I didn't yes. really watch any of the tournament, but I have seen the very, very ending of the tournament from this past weekend. Did you I mean, see this? I feel like it's the most relatable thing to any amateur golfer on oh I, I that was the first time that i think i saw a pro on the last hole of a tournament and been like i know exactly how that guy feels and he did exactly what i would have done kind of similar to how scheffler did it at the masters but he had like a four-stroke lead so it didn't matter right but like it just you could not have drawn this one up any better homa chips in this guy has to one putt to win two putt to go to a playoff and he just three putts from like threw an absolute dart up there too. And just three putts from four feet. What are you doing? It, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure his second putt was like longer than his first. Cause like it hit the edge and it kind of like ran on him a little bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, listen, like I see how that happens. Cause if you need a one putt to win and two putt to tie, you're going to hit a confident firm putt to put it into the hole. And then when you miss the hole, it goes past and you're like, oh, fuck. And then you're really nervous. And they weren't necessarily straight putts either. No. And also, let's be clear on who is hitting these putts. It's I I have 100 percent spoken very poorly of Danny Willett on this podcast before. Um, He like he was thinking if I go into a playoff with Max Homa, I'm fucked. I have to make this shot. It doesn't right. look good that it took you three putts to make it in the hole from four feet, but I, I mean, it just, like it, your heart kind of breaks for the guy, but like at the same time, right? You're not going to lag it up there, you know? Like, yeah, no, you're not playing for the playoff. You you have to play right. to make that putt next time. Hopefully, it gets the center of the cup, my guy. Yeah, dude, he actually has interestingly enough had like he's kind of been in the mix a decent amount this year. Like there's a few, I think one of the majors, even he was kind of in the mix at one point. Yeah. The one I was shitting on him the most, he came out hot and I was like, he must've been listening to the podcast. I, I, yeah. Was it the masters or the uh, open? 
I was I was just going to say I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of those two. But well, that's how you know uh, he's not that great when it's difficult to find his stats. Right. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, and I think that's what separates the guys on tour that are like the top 25 guys from like the rest of the top 125. It's like those top 25 guys have ice in their fucking veins. Like they thrive under pressure and everybody else is still an amazing golfer. Like it's not like Danny Willett's a bad golfer by any stretch of the imagination, but you have like anybody in the, I bet anybody in the top 25, 10 times, they probably make nine to 10 of those four footers, you know? Yeah. So Danny Willett made $872,000 this year. He had Just on the PGA point. Tour? I'm on PGAtour.com, so I'm assuming. He probably made a good amount on DP World Tour, too. Because um, he probably mostly plays over there, right? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, Fortinet was... Uh, yeah, he had a T12 at the Masters. T7 yeah. at uh, 3M, T21 at Zurich, which is a team event. Yeah. Um, yeah, T12. And there's, I'm pretty sure there's only like 36 teams. So that's not that great. No, no. And like a top 10 at the 3M isn't good either. But like, I, I, it's a it's top 10, field. but like yeah. the 3M is as deep as like the Wyndham in the John Deere. Like, it's yeah, exactly. The time of year that like the pros are resting for the FedEx Cup playoffs and everyone who's trying to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs is playing three weeks in a row. Right, right. Exactly. Um, but no, yeah, like, again, I didn't really watch much of the tournament at all. Actually, I don't even think I watched anything. I just saw those clips after the fact. Um, and that was just, it was kind of hard to, hard to watch. You kind of feel for the guy when you see, when you see that happen. Um, but also, I mean, like hats off to, to Max Homa for making that, I mean, for chipping in, like that was not an easy chip in there. And he was, he was scrambling. I think he had like a 50 yard bunker shot that he like fluffed and left just short of the green to have to chip in or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but. Um, just, I don't know wild, wild finish. Dude, um, um, no, it definitely was. Sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off. Yeah, no, I was just gonna, we don't really need to spend too much time talking about that, but I was just gonna ask you about your, uh, I was gonna ask you about your scramble, but do you want me to talk a little bit about my golf before we get into you? Just cause I, I played a few extra rounds. Yeah, it's fine. I really don't have much to talk about from the scramble. I mean, I pretty much yeah. covered all my golf. We, we had a lot of fun. I think we only finished uh, five under. We were using a decent amount of my shots, which mm-hmm. in a scramble format, that, that can be good uh, yeah. when, we're, when we're using my short uh, short game. But approach shots, not always the best. Um, it's like we were we were hitting greens and we were leaving. We were like stuck with 20 to 30 foot, 20 to 40 foot birdie putts. Like that's not the way you win. I had a. I almost won closest to the pin. I had a uh, 15 foot, I uh, left it 15 feet on a uh, hole. I forget what fucking hole it was, but somebody edged me out a little bit. It, it was, it was a fun day. It was, you know, supposed to be horrible weather and ended up being perfect out. Um, yeah. Got a free polo out of it. Um, got some good food, a sleeve of pro V ones. Um, nice. Oh my God. I can't believe I didn't bring this up. So the tournament that you and I played in, I'm not even going to, it doesn't matter what tournament because we're not bashing yeah. any tournaments. Right. I pull out of my bag a sleeve of Pro V1s and I was like, yo, this is so sick. Take a look in your bag. And, yeah. And I had pulled out a, a sleeve of Callaway Warbirds, which I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Never even heard of those. You'd be better off with your vice. Yeah. Um, I'm dead serious. The four core 
Vice would, is going to play better than the Warbird will. Um, but I just, I, I found that kind of funny. It was like, you ran out just then, or was it just like, we'll fuck over one person in each, in each cart? Well, that's kind of how it was because I think, or actually, no, I think both of the people in my cart both had like the, the Warbirds and then you were the only one with the I wonder if it was kind of like a, um, like a lucky seat type situation. Like Could maybe there was like one, like there was four sleeves of Provis mixed in. Everybody else got more birds. Yeah, no, it, it definitely could have been. Um, yeah, no. So anyways, got a, got a sleeve of balls. Uh, got a nice little Travelers logo on the side of them. Then I noticed that Liberty Bank have got a sleeve of balls with their logo on the side of them. I'm stacking up, Kevin. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've put some into the woods recently. But oh yeah, those were a little nicked up. They were scratched. They were those... Those, those, they were they belonged in the scratch and dent pile, anyways. So you know you don't get too frustrated about those. But I've also put you know put some brand new shiny probies and oh yeah, yeah. I so I know that those suck because I used to get Warbird 2.0s. I'm pretty sure, and that was like five six years ago. My brother would always buy them for me. I'm pretty sure because they were like two dozen for thirty bucks. Not saying that like my brother was giving me trying to be cheap towards my gifts, but that you know when they're like oh, on sale check it out two for 30 i fucking do that right too no yeah i've just never even heard of them but it's just funny i happen to have the bag from the tournament right next to me so um but no i, I mean I, my tournament was the same day as yours i was playing on monday same thing we thought it was supposed to be like a washout there you go a washout thunderstorms we ended up having great weather the whole day um we so I'm just going to get right to it. We actually ended up winning the tournament. Love it. We shot. So what, my group wait, wait, was, wait, 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 were you wearing any life in the rough gear? Oh yeah. I was wearing my life in the rough pullover. There we go. Um, but so my group was, it was myself, uh, my manager who hasn't played golf, doesn't really play golf and hasn't played in two years. His client who plays maybe twice a month kind of thing. And then our other coworker, who is probably, if I had to guess, he's probably like a five-ish handicap. He was a really good player, like struck his irons really well, hit driver really well. Just great, just a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and I were kind of like the the two strongest on the team. And then my manager's client was um, a pretty decent golfer as well. And then my manager was like kind of contributed here and there kind of thing. But um the course itself was, it was beautiful. We played at um, Colony Golf and Country Club, which is the private Colony course. Okay. Um, never been there before. Um, we were playing from the Blue Tees, so somewhat of a longer course. And it was it was pretty difficult. Like, every hole pretty much was a dog leg, a lot of elevated greens, like a lot of forced care, maybe not forced carries, but there was a lot of tee shots that, you have to like take it over the bunker to put yourself in good position or mm-hmm. you have to like take the right line to make sure you're in right position kind of thing. But um, I was driving the ball really well. I think I was counting them up. I think we used my drive on like 10 of the holes um, just because I was like, I was hitting it far and accurate. Um, but yeah, shot nine under and one. We thought the whole time we were like, we got to get to like at least 12 to have a chance kind mm-hmm. of thing and parred like our last three holes. Um we had, I think, three or four mulligans that we were allowed to use and didn't end up capitalizing on any of them, <laughs> wow. which was just so annoying. But then on the last three holes, when we didn't have any mulligans left, they were all these like 10 to 12 foot putts that 
we wished we had our mulligans for. Oh yeah. Kind of thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Shot nine under ended up holding out again, just like you got some free swag. I think I got like a sleeve of balls. They gave everybody a cigar. Um, not that I'm going to smoke a cigar. I hate cigars. Um, and just shit like that. It was a great tournament. Good cause. Not uh, just like a charity thing. Obviously we got each of us got 45 bucks in pro shop credit and a nice bottle of red wine. Ooh. Um, my manager who doesn't play golf sold me his $45 for 30 bucks because he's like, I'm never going to use this. So I, uh, I got 90 bucks in pro shop credit to go use. Um, so that was the scramble. I played like shit on Sunday at Saratoga spa, but I do, I need to talk to you about my round on Saturday, Brian. I think I was texting you slightly about it, but I think I need to tell the people about it. Or is yours. Okay. So Crestview country club, Agawa, Massachusetts, never played before. Um, in, my three buddies from, from high school that I, that I grew up with to play. Um, we played the blue tee. I don't have my scorecard itself in front of me. I got to pull up the, uh, don't worry. We'll wait. Pretty good lesson. So Crestview country club. I, I wasn't the one keeping score, so I didn't have a fucking scorecard. So I had to take a picture of it. Uh, we played the blue tees, so 6,700 yards. Um, I think the rating was like par 72. The rating was like right around 73, so like a little bit over par. Yep. Um, don't start off great. Go bogey, bogey to start. But then I go par, 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 bogey, birdie, double. So I turn at four over. Um bunch of pars in a row obviously like i'm playing pretty well my first my first two holes i just had a couple of just like funky shots that kind of screwed me over kind of thing and then the double sucked i just had a terrible approach shot put it in the bunker got it out but left it like short in the rough and then two putted so that was ugly um then we make a turn i just missed the fairway throw my approach to about two feet make that for bird bogey 11 par 12 par 13, go to 14, par three, throw it to like 10 feet, make that for birdie. Okay. Uh, next hole, hit one right down the middle, have about 125 in, throw a dart to about four and a half feet, make that for birdie. So two birdies in a row, I'm back to, I'm now two under on the back. And on a train, officially on a birdie train. On a birdie train. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing good, dude. Like, all day. Like I'm, oh, that's I'm what driving the ball the incredibly. I'm, I hit like, I hit a ton. I don't, I don't have it written down here. I hit a ton of fairways. I hit a ton of greens. I'm just hitting the ball really well. Um, I, we go to 16 par 17 par. I, I got lucky on 17. I blew my birdie putt, like probably 10 feet past the hole. And it's like a little right to left breaker that I just like hit dead, like center cut, just hit a great putt to, to make the par. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to 18, two under on the back and two over on the day. Um, longer uphill dog leg left par four that you can't see. You can't see the green at all. And it's like, it's pretty narrow. I end up, I pull my drive. I'm in the trees on the left. So I have to kind of punch out and I leave it in the rough before the fairway about like a foot before the fairway. So, so a failed like, punch out. Yeah, you like do the yeah, same thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the, the rough is thick too. So I get up there, I have 
I think it was like 125 to the pin. So I just try to hack a, like a gap wedge out of it. I hang it out right and I leave it. So there's a bunker to the right of the green and it's a, and it's a right pin. So I'm short-sighted on the other side of the bunker. So I'm like a foot to the right of the bunker. The pin is probably six feet onto the green directly on the other side of the bunker. So I have to like really open it up, try to basically hit like a flop shot over the bunker that lands soft onto the green. I just absolutely duff it and put it into the bunker. Yeah, that's tough. I'm that that sucks. But like you said, like one of the it's one of those things you have to have so much swing speed to be able to get the club underneath that ball to make the ball jump to get it to try to get backspin on it, which is already right. going to be super tough to do in the rough to begin with. But you need to do it with such soft hands that the ball doesn't advance very far. Like it sounded like right. you're only a, you're, like you're trying to flop this like 12 yards. Like, you know, something. right. Exactly. So it was, it was just like a really tough shot, but now I'm now I live four in the bunker yeah. short sided with the green running away from me. So I splash it out and it runs. I don't know. I probably have 35, 40 feet hit a terrible putt, leave myself like 10 feet and miss it and end up making a quad. Well, it's not so how you start, I shoot, how you finish. I shoot six over with a quad on 18. That's rough, man. That's rough. I mean, it luckily, I mean, obviously for your personal moral, you want, you know, for, for your own accolades, you wish you would have shot better, but in terms of your like handicap, it's not, like you're not oh, arting dude. a quad, so that's gonna be great. But like, it definitely sucks because I've been there. I when I shot, I think it was a seventy. Yeah, I shot a seventy-eight at Stanley, and I went five over in the last three holes. Um, yeah, and like I knew where I was, and then right. I just every shot I pulled it pushed it but like and like afterwards i was like well i'm a bag of dicks like there's nothing else i can say about and i'm not comparing that to what you went through i was just like same shit i mean Um, honestly i was standing on the t-box of 18 i i didn't know exactly where i was but i knew right about where i was mm -hmm. and i was just nervous as fuck on the t-box i get it which um which made it tough and like i don't know I, i hit a bad my drive wasn't terrible i just pulled it a bit um, but I mean, I have to, I a hundred percent blame myself for everything that happened on 18. So it's not really, not really too much I can do about that. But, um, like you said though, for the handicap, it, like I said, I think it was like a 73 rating. I shot 78 it carded as a 77 in the gin and it dropped me down to a 6.7. Wait, how are you able to card a triple? Because it's net double bogey. Yeah. Aren't... Oh, so it was. It was one of the hardest holes on the course. All right. I'm, I'm just me, saying, usually on. like at a, 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 a handicap as low as you, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like it should be. Uh, it's the first. number eight handicap. on. The, it was probably the last hole that I got a stroke on. Yeah. Relative to my handicap. Because I think going in, I was like a 7.3. And I was probably like an eight or a nine course handicap. Um, so that must have been why I got it. I was kind of surprised too. I thought it was going to log me as a double. 
Um, but it only oh. logged me as a triple. But yeah, it brought me down to a 6.7, which is the lowest I've been since last year. Well, there you go, man. That's awesome. And, you know, the yeah. years you've got. So does your season end 10-15? Is that, am I remembering that correctly? When does your season end? I, I have no idea. My season's been over for fucking months. <laughs> Mine is... If your if yours is November first, mine is ten fifteen. But if yours is like November fifteenth, mine's November first. I don't remember which one it is. Yeah, ours last year was November first. I remember that. Okay, um, then mine's mine's ten fifteen then. Yeah. So this year it's and maybe I'm completely wrong because I'm on the USGA website right now. Connecticut is April first to November fourteenth. Oh, so mine's November first then. New York. Uh, Metropolitan Golf Association, no. New York State Golf no. Station, or Rochester District Golf? NYSGA. NYSGA, October 31st. Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, same, same April, thing. But, you, but it's still a month different than us. You don't start until April 15th, and you stop October 31st. We start April 1st and end November 14th. That's four. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I know it's like two weeks on each end, essentially, or 15 right. days on each end. That's a month. I mean. Yeah, that it makes a big difference. And I remember when I first moved up here last year and I went to play, it wouldn't let me log a score. And I was so confused. I'm like, why can it not let me log a score? And I remember like I sent a, a, a message to like, like it lets you message somebody if you're having problems with your gin. So I sent a message and he was like, yeah, you can't log a score yet because the season hasn't started. But and I had never even realized that was a thing. Now I well, I feel like we've covered this or not. Um, but say Louisiana, um, all year round. They have great weather, they never close. Yeah. If you go on vacation in December with your gin, can you log scores in Louisiana? Yeah, it, it's based off of wherever the course you're playing at is like I could drive down and right, play in right, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. in November and longest score. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. I, I, yeah. I feel like I just needed that reassurance. I feel like I said like before I already knew the answer, but there we go for our listeners. That is a, uh, that's what yeah. you get. That is what you get. Um, life in the rough, dropping knowledge on your ass. I mean, right from the USG website. Come on. Right. Right. We'll, we'll put our, uh, our bibliography in the show notes. We've got, um, um, I, I do want to ask your opinion on something and like, do you have okay. anything else that you wanted to talk about? In terms no, of I was just going to say, that's kind of my, my week in golf. Nothing. We, I mean, we won the scramble. That was awesome. I had a, obviously a, had a great round that could have been a, a, like a career round, but either way, that was fun. And I played like shit Sunday and that was kind of my week in golf. Um, but I would love to offer my opinion. So what's going on? I saw a video online and it was essentially shitting on like it was like people watching on a golf course. It was shitting on people that like dress like golfers and the captions. I just had a big problem. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about humor. I'm all about making spoof videos and, and you want to make fun of people. That's fine. As long as it's not really rude and they want to kill themselves. But yeah, like I'm going to wear a golf shirt on a golf course because it breathes. I'm going to wear golf short. Well, I see this is where I could differ. If I was at event, I might just wear khakis instead of a golf um, instead of golf shorts, but I'm most likely still going to tuck in my shirt because the length might be off. like, it's a golf shirt. That's probably what I'm going to do with it. Moving forward. Uh, bucket hat. Yeah, I might, I might be in the sun all day. Yeah. Um, and last, but certainly not, listen, I'm not bringing my pinned range finder. I, 
I really want to know where you're about to draw the line because I know where I draw it, and I'm curious to hear what the next thing out of your mouth is. So I leave my golf glove at home. I don't bring my pinned rangefinder. Um, I have worn my golf GPS watch before, but that's also just like a that, that's more of like it's a watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're just telling me the fucking time. And yeah. hey, are we close to the 12th hole? No, I think we're about 900 yards away from the tee. We need to walk the other way. Um, right. So sometimes it did add a little value. But what I feel actually pretty strongly about is I will wear golf shoes to a golf event. Now, hear me out first. Um, first of all, they're not spiked golf shoes. Um, okay. They're, they're rubber-bottomed golf shoes, but they are golf shoes. They're, they're made by Puma or, or my Air Maxes or yeah those are pretty much the two that i'd rock with um but the reason i feel strongly about that is because you're walking on a fucking golf course like what are these shoes made for golf what yeah so i so i by the by your reaction looking at me like i I am a crazy man i I have a feeling that you're going to tell me that you do not believe that golf shoes should be worn by spectators on the golf course um so I was going to say I draw the line at golf shoes, but I think you made a really valid point. Like if I was going to an event, I would throw on my like spikeless golf shoes just because they're like basically like a pair of sneakers. And like you're going to be walking around on the golf course. They're going to get like probably dirty and maybe even like a little bit sweaty. And like I'm going to be pouring sweat into my golf shoes anyway. So like my like New Balance spikeless golf shoes, I would wear those to a golf event. I laugh when I see the guys wearing their like spiked foot joys as a yeah. spectator like yeah. that's more i guess it's like maybe it's like the spiked shoes versus the unspiked shoes is where i draw the line versus golf shoes or non-golf shoes but like like you said like the air max golf shoes you have you just have a pair of air maxes essentially you know For, that well, you're wearing to the course definitely i yeah and like they look so much like in they one they say nike golf on them so like that yeah. right there could tell you their golf shoes and like if you flipped them over you'd see like the ridges but when someone's wearing them you would not be able to tell the those aren't regular sneakers, but regular sneakers have no fucking traction. Like if you right. want to wear some new balance, that's great. You can go hiking in those sons of bitches. I'm sure they will be great on the golf course, but right. like the air maxes or Jordans or like, I don't have a lot of great shoes that are great for walking around on not flat terrain it, it, in the grass. It could be wet. It could be like, that's what I wear golf shoes for. I mean, I wear golf shoes. Yeah. And I think those, those are different because like, if you're looking at somebody, you can't tell if they're sneakers or golf shoes kind of things. I think it's weird when you see those guys wearing like the classic foot joys that are like white with like the Brown saddle on them that like, they're very obviously golf shoes. Um, uh, so I can't really see what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah. Uh, one second. It'll adjust. So I'm showing you a photo right here where apparently this guy's getting like shit on. These are those. I don't look even like think, sneakers. I also don't even think those are actual golf shoes. I don't think so either. They look like basketball shoes, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, From what I can see, which don't wear basketball shoes to a golf event. But no. I, I was scrolling through and I actually took offense to it. I was like, not as much offense as I took as the live golf uh, Twitter handle account that blocked me um, over the weekend. But I did feel kind of offended. Like they were taking shots at people that wear golf shoes on the golf course. And I wasn't going to have it. And I have a platform and I'm going to speak my fucking voice. That's fair. No. And I respect that. And I think we're on the same page. I mean, I think if someone has asked me, like, can you wear golf shoes to an event as a spectator? I would probably just say no. But now that we've talked this out, I think we're on the same page. Like just, I don't know. Like, like you said, you wouldn't wear your spiked golf shoes, right? 
No, no. These would be they'd be my like the the pumas I wear golfing. Like non, they're right. not water. And the reason you have those as golf shoes is because they're comfortable shoes to walk five miles in. Which if you're going to a golf event, that's what you're going to be doing. So wear those shoes. That right. yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember when I went to the PGA. I think I might have worn my golf shoes. It just. It's, I don't remember. I, it like if you just like put down pros and cons, like I don't know where the cons start. Like, right? It, it's clearly a shoe that you find comfortable enough to walk around for right five plus hours, like you said, miles and miles and miles. Like, it just it seems unbelievably practical to me. We're we're going to the Masters, all right? Do you think that I would like to um, bring an extra pair of shoes that I can wear? No, we're gonna be golfing too. I can. Boom, twofer. I can use them on the golf course when I'm golfing. I can use them on the golf course when I'm not golfing. I was going to say, I think that's a large factor too. If you are traveling to go to an event, you're you're planning ahead like luggage space and like trying to like consolidate what you're packing kind of thing. Like maybe if you're going to the travelers, you can just throw on a pair of shoes that you have at the house or something. But if you're, I don't know, like when I was in Tulsa, like I wasn't trying to pack six pairs of shoes. Like I wanted to bring like my golf shoes and a pair of sneakers kind of thing. And like my pair of sneakers, I was like wearing out to dinner and stuff. So I didn't want to wear them on the course. So I probably just like, wore, I probably wore my golf shoes. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think we're on the same page here. All right, cool. I just want to clear that up. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I feel pretty strongly about it and I uh, want to make sure I had, uh, had the support of the pub. No, of course. Always, always support you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, not a, it's not a super, super eventful week. Um, I am, I think I'm just playing Sunday. I'm playing with the Pats on Sunday. I don't know where we're playing or what we're doing, but I know I'm going to do that. We got a wedding on Friday night and we're staying over into Saturday. So I don't think I'm going to play then, but what do you got? You got anything on the docket this weekend in terms of golf? Um, I don't think so. Friday, I've got Charlotte all day. We might, uh, might do the big E, you know, it's fair season Saturday. We might be doing the Durham fair. Sunday, I don't think we have any plans. I might try to get out and golf Sunday before football. Um, but I love Sunday golf this time of year, dude. Oh, especially because we golf in the morning. So, like, it's awesome to have an eight o'clock tea time and be like, oh, man. Well, I'll still get home before kickoff. Like, dude, even if it's, it's four and a half awesome. hours. Yeah, no, it's great. I love playing early. Um, and then we will um, we'll be playing TPC in the next few weeks. Um, we've got the Curry Classic coming up uh, yep. in the next couple weeks. Um, we got to get up to Crumpton too, man. Yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll get it on the docket. We'll figure it out. But um, we need to play around. Sorry, not to not to cut you off. I know we need to wrap this up here, but and we've talked about this a couple times. We really need to just get together for a round and just play golf and not have a competition. I think. Well, I, think I miss. I miss that. PBC. I think so too. I think that would be a good idea. Um. I, uh, yeah. And, and we'll figure it out. We, we, we'll, we'll get in some, some more golf. Um, it just, this week's been, you know, this year has been tough. You've played 28 courses. Is that correct? So far? I think I was actually, I meant to mention that earlier. I think I hit 20. Yeah. So yes. I've played 28, um, and I've played 49 total rounds. So that's awesome. Especially for the amount you're getting out to other courses. I haven't even gotten out 28 times. 
Um, now, listen, I'm that's what everybody says to me when I tell them how many courses I've played this year. And it makes cool. me feel like a like a golf junkie, which I am. Well, you're in the industry, but it, I uh, am the industry. The thing is, um, 28 times is still a shit ton of golf. Like, I think I've gotten out like 20 to 25 times, which like I'm not too far behind you, but it's like for the most part unless i mean and like people would probably be like oh my god this kid probably lives by himself he doesn't have a girlfriend he does and it's like yeah. no let me tell you i've I'm, I'm doing all right i get to golf everything's great at home we, we, she loves golf too we can as go far as you together. know yeah absolutely there's no pending cases um yeah. but it's it just gets so much more difficult and I mean, you already kind of know you'll, it'll start. You're going to have eight weddings a year. You're going to have, it just life speeds up real quick. And I need to start making more time for golf and less time for my family. I think is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I think it's time you had to sit down with the family. Maybe, maybe you know, make a nice dinner tonight, Brian, have everybody sit around the table a couple bites in just, you know, tap the fork on the glass or the bottle of Bud Light, whatever it might be. And like, hey, guys, I, I think we need to talk about something here. Just lay out my five-year golf plan. Yeah, maybe throw a PowerPoint together. I mean, I, I put together some pretty nice decks. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and just say, like every year, I'm using our tax return and going to the Masters. Hell yeah, do that. <laughs> Why not? I like it. I yeah, like your style. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that one up. But we'll talk to the ladies about coming on for episode 100. If not 100, we'll definitely get them. Uh, get them. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll work them in for sure. So sweet man. All right. Well, I I've enjoyed talking to you. It was good catching up. Um, I don't really have much else for you or for the fans. I don't either. So we will uh we'll leave them with this. Uh, we we left you under an hour this week. You're welcome um you're welcome uh we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week i'm kevin o'coin and i'm brian ackley this has been life in the rough the podcast see you peace